from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now is also underwritten by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris McGruder. And we're delighted you're joining us today. We have a really great guest on today. I think everybody will really find something very um, interesting and fascinating about it. We're having Adam Bly. He's a layman, and he is actually, he works in uh, the Diocese of Pittsburgh, and he has a, he's a church decreed expert in religious demonology and exorcism, but he has, through the process of this, witnessed a lot of miracles. And so he's written a book called The Catholic Guide to Miracles, Separating the Authentic from the Counterfeit from Sophia Press. And it's, like we said earlier, it's a fascinating, eye-opening book, and he offers a lot of unique, comprehensive, and thoughtful exploration of miracles, which I think is so important. Our Holy Mother Church has so much wisdom. You know, miracles are there to build up our faith, and there's a lot of them happening today. So it'll be interesting to talk about those and those of the past and, and maybe why even some of that stuff is happening today so it more than what we're used to in the past that's right yeah Yeah. and with the internet you know there's so much out there and it's it can be very misconstrued so it's be good for us to have have this concrete teaching that our church is so beautifully laid out for us Mm -hmm. through the wisdom of the year so should we start with the hail mary in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going country here at Iowa Catholic Radio. We have a great country celebration. Um, Lori Morgan's going to be here July 15th. Jesse Algiers is going to be playing with her, and um, Keith Whitley. So it's a, it's a wonderful event that we're planning. You can go to celebratecountry.org to get more information and get a table. Get a table and invite your friends, invite your work people, the people you work with, and just come on out and have a good time. That's right. Thank you, Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. Cindy is an authorized independent agent with Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, and she and her team make insurance really simple for you, and they can also help you with your estate planning. You can find Cindy on the web at cindyschulte.com or by calling 515-226-2111. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll be visiting with our guest, Adam Bly. He's the author of The Catholic Guide to Miracles, Separating the Authentic from the Counterfeit. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning, supplying residential heating and cooling, along with light to medium commercial HVAC and plumbing services. BellBrothers.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning for their support. St. Vincent de Paul's assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient. Learn more at svdpsm.org or call 515-282-8327. This message brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary's Meals USA.org. 
Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Join us June 11th for the ordination to the transitional diaconate for Nick Smith and Rodrigo Mayorga Landeros. They will be ordained at 5 p.m. on June 11th at St. Ambrose Cathedral. Space is limited. Join via the Diocese Facebook page or live stream at dmdiocese.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus Can Drive is Saturday morning, June 5th. All proceeds support the charitable works of the Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus. Gather your empty cans and drop them off at Sacred Heart Parish in West Des Moines between 9 and noon. The Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus Can Drive is Saturday morning, June 5th from 9 to noon. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here at Iowa Catholic Radio. We're delighted you're joining us today. Our guest today is Adam Bly. He's a layman and a paratus which means a church decreed expert in religious demonology and exorcism. He has served as an expert in these areas in training priests, deacons, and clergy in many dioceses. He's an auxiliary member of the International Association of Exorcists. He has witnessed and experienced a number of miracles through his work. And he's here today to join us to talk about his new book, The Catholic Guide to Miracles, Separating the Authentic from the Counterfeit, from Sophia Press. Welcome, Adam, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. So tell us, what was it that um, inspired you to write this book? Um, and maybe show us a little, tell us a little bit about the authentic and the counterfeit miracles. How can we tell the difference? Well, I was interested in, in looking into miracles and writing about it because I think that they're a, a primary source of conversion for people, either for people that already have some faith or people that are looking for God and looking for some proof of God in the world or their lives. And of course, you know, I had written before about the work that we do in the exorcism world where we do see preternatural things, which is, you know, unusual things. Preternatural means beside nature versus above nature, which is supernatural. And I thought that there was some value in that in terms of keeping people out of trouble and maybe showing them that the spiritual world is real. But this is kind of the other side of that coin where we can see that the spiritual world is real through the activity of God and through the miraculous, which of course is what Jesus did in the gospels. He did miracles as signs for people. And that's what got people talking about him and interested in him um, in terms of, you know, him being something unusual and ultimately being, you know, revealed as the son of God. So, um, yeah, that was like my main purpose, I think is, is conversion because I've had the benefit of seeing some unusual things, um, both on the bad side with exorcism, but also on the good side. We we've seen through my travels and through knowing a lot of interesting clergy in the world, seen a number of miracles. I've experienced some myself, um, and I think that that could be an encouragement to people and uh, hopefully would, would lead them to explore the scripture more deeply. 
Do you mind sharing uh, one or two, just briefly, generally, maybe uh, the kinds of miracles you might have seen? Well, I've seen healings. So one that was very recent, um, somebody that was getting ready for uh, radical hysterectomy for uh, cancer that had returned. They had had cancer earlier in life, had beat it, and then it had come back as um, uterine cancer. And that had been verified with ultrasounds. And then they had done a biopsy of their lymph nodes and found cancer cells in their lymph nodes again, which meant it had spread through the body. And uh, they were in for a final test to get the type of the cancer cells so that they would know best how to do the surgery and start treating it. And at that final test, everything was gone. And the only intervening event was that they had visited the Rhoda Wise House in Canton, Ohio. And Rhoda is up for um, sainthood. Her cause has just been started. And there's a number of miracles that have happened at that house. Um, and so this person was able to visit there and be prayed over by a priest and kind of sit in Rhoda's chair and pray for her intercession. And it was a couple of days later that there's no sign of cancer in her body. So, um, you know, and that gets to what are, what are the church's criteria for a healing, which might be good to talk about. But that's one example um, I also experienced, and this is nothing about me uh, in any way being special, but I experienced a Eucharistic miracle on the Mount of Transfiguration over in Israel during the pilgrimage. So that was something kind of personal that, you know, uh, that I got to experience just between God and myself. It's not so much something I you know, want to talk about or promote, but it wasn't, was an experience. And for me, it's kind of a signpost about the reality of the Eucharist as being the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So those are just two examples. I think you kind of hit on something though, too. I think there's a lot of people who probably have a lot of those personal miracles and do keep them quietly to themselves because it's, it's something between them and Jesus and Jesus using them to help edify and boost their faith as well in the right. world. So let's talk a little bit about what the ch- process the church uses to investigate miracles. Sure. Um, and the main place the church does this is when uh, the church is looking into a, a cause for sainthood. So for a person to advance through the stages towards being canonized a saint, uh, documented miracles are basically kind of the gateways to get through that process. So a number of miracles have to be um, found that happened in response to a person praying for that person's intercession. So it's not just, you know, a miracle happened and this person knew this saint. It has to be directly connected to praying for their intercession. So can I, can I ask you a question, Adam? I mean, I would say that I have a board of directors. I have several saints that I would ask for intercession. So sure. in, that, in that situation, I mean, how do you give credit to one, I guess, you know, when that, in that, what you're talking about here? Well, when somebody is, has their cause up for canonization, meaning they're not a saint yet, and they've gotten through the process, you know, part way, um, people are aware of that and they promote that and they encourage people to pray just for that person's intercession so that there's a clean miracle that they can say is attributed to them because uh, whatever diocese is advancing the cause is wanting to find that miracle. And so they'll encourage people just pray to so-and-so. And then if we get a documented miracle, uh, that'll be usable. But sure, if, if you were praying to all the apostles, clearly <laughs> they're already saints and you wouldn't know 
whose intercession exactly caused the miracle. Sure. Okay. Um, but it, the criteria I think is useful and, and, and kind of illustrates how thorough the church is in these matters. So uh, if, if a healing happened and the healing is almost always the type of miracle. So they don't look for, you know, let's pray to so-and-so and ask them to levitate the couch or let's pray to so-and-so and ask them to make the sun move in the sky. What they look for is medical healings because those are the best in terms of being able to objectively validate them. Meaning you can go to doctors who have nothing to do with the case and they can analyze it and they can speak to whether the healing really happened. And then the criteria within that is it has to be instantaneous. It has to be complete. It has to be lasting and there can be no other explanation. So like, let's say the person's under treatment and the treatment works 20% of the time and you pray and you're healed. Well, that wouldn't be usable because there's a 20% chance that the treatment caused the healing. Um, and so those, those four things are kind of, you know, very important and central to it. And there's such a high bar uh, that most healings, purported healings, don't make it through that scrutiny. Um, but yeah, those are basically the four things that you need to see. I think okay. that should be comforting to us that our church takes care of us and does not want to lead us into something that's false in, in the scrutiny. Well, um, one more thing that I question we try to get in here before our break is in your book, you um, cite a lot of miracles from the Old and New Testament. And mm-hmm. we know there's a lot of miracles in the scripture. So why did you include this in your book? Because it's in scripture. So of course it happened. It's real. It's validated. Well, I mean, scripture is kind of the beginning and foundation of, of everything for a Christian. And certainly in the church, we, ha- we have tradition built on top of that through revelation over time through the Holy Spirit. Um, but scripture is the foundation. And so I think for that reason alone, it's good. It's worth looking at. But, but I think for the book, the more useful part of that is that nothing changes. Human beings have the same problems they had 2,000 years ago. We have the same uh, concerns, we have the same worries, and we look for the same solutions. And so, you know, when Jesus said, go out, heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead, those are still concerns today. And so nothing really has changed. And when we look at the healings that Jesus did, they were instantaneous, they were complete, they were presumably lasting. We don't, we don't hear follow-ups about those people in the scripture, but presumably they were lasting. Um, and these are people that didn't, they had tried presumably all the medicine available at the time as limited as, as it would have been. And so there's not another explanation for their healings. So the point there was to show that the miracles are consistent down through time. God is doing the same things for us as he was doing 2000 years ago. And that makes sense. If God wants to give us a sign to point back to Jesus and the reality of him, those signs would echo what Jesus did. And, and it also makes sense because our needs are the same as people 2000 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're scared of death. We get sick. We want our mother, or our loved one to survive something. You know, we're looking for an exception. We're looking for some help from God. Um, and so, yeah, that's, those are kind of the two points of that. Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense. I, yeah, I think that's really important that, you know, Jesus heals then as today as he did back mm-hmm. then too as mm-hmm. well. And he said, and he said when he leaves that the spirit would come and he, we would do the things he did and greater. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We're talking with Adam Bly, author of the Catholic guide to miracles, separating the authentic from the counterfeit. And when we come back, we have some more questions. We're going to talk about Eucharistic miracles. So stay tuned. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning, supplying residential heating and cooling along with light to medium commercial HVAC and plumbing services. BellBrothers.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning for their support. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. St. Vincent de Paul's assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient. Learn more at svdpsm.org or call 515-282-8327. This message brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus Can Drive is Saturday morning, June 5th. All proceeds support the charitable works of the Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus. Gather your empty cans and drop them off at Sacred Heart Parish in West Des Moines between 9 and noon. The Sacred Heart Knights of Columbus Can Drive is Saturday morning, June 5th from 9 to noon. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we're speaking with Adam Bly. He is the author of the book, Catholic Guide to Miracles. And we've been talking about miracles and different things about the miracles, how you, uh, how the church determines a miracle. But um, what we'd like to get to into now a little bit, Adam, is Eucharistic miracles. Um, why, what should we take away when we're looking at the and reading about Eucharistic miracles? Well, I think Eucharistic miracles, in a sense, are the most important uh, of the miracles for, for a Catholic Christian. And I think for any Christian because they point to the reality of Jesus in the Eucharist, which of course goes back to the Last Supper um, and, and his earliest statement that caused so much scandal when he said, you know, you have to eat my body and drink my blood, which freaked a lot of people out and they didn't understand that he was alluding to the Mass later. But of course he knew he was talking about the Mass, but at the time the people didn't know how to make sense of that. And so for, for us Catholics, the Eucharist is the summit and the source of our, of our religion and our spiritual life. Um, and when God gives us Eucharistic miracles, he's giving us some physical, tangible proof of that reality. And these things happen regularly. They, they, 
continue to happen. One happened when Pope Francis, uh, I believe he was Archbishop um, in South America, he oversaw a Eucharistic miracle there and the medical study of that material. Um, so, you know, these things continue to happen and they're, they're kind of signposts that God gives us. And there's a lot of interesting details about the biology of them, uh, the blood type, the type of cells, you know, as studied by cardi- cardiac um, uh, medical professors. Uh, so there, there's a number of interesting kind of objective data points in there. But the important thing for us is that it points to the reality of the Eucharist and it points to the importance of communion as, as being a central part of our lives. Okay. Um, I'm obviously, I'm a huge Eucharistic miracle person. I'm interested because I, I have a project that I work on called the veil removed, which talks about um, what happens at mass that we can't see. So those things are important to me, but I'm also interested in today's miracles, I mean, you know, we have we have people that are hearing the Lord's voice, you know, people that are being healed and people that are prophesying. And what we're wondering is, how do you know who's real and who's fake? I mean, there's a lot of fake news going on. There are people on the Internet that are saying this is going to happen. Um, how do you know who to believe, who to listen to? Because some of them really do have the gift and, and there seem to be more and more of them. Well, the first level, I would say is common sense. And that is a lot of people just want attention. And so, you know, they make predictions and uh, oftentimes they don't work out. Now, the, the way the church looks at these things is that at best, it's private revelation. Private revelation does not change uh, the pr- public revelation of scripture and, and the church's tradition through the magisterium. It doesn't change that. It doesn't overwrite it. Um, And private revelation is not required to be believed. So like, even if you look at Fatima, which was like the most dramatic of the Marian apparitions, certain things were said by Mary to the children that were reported to people, but the church never said, you must believe what Mary said at Fatima. And the church never will say those things because private revelation is secondary to the public revelation of scripture and the the tradition through the magisterium. Um, So that's the first off. And then to really more directly answer your question, you have to look at whether the person has submitted themselves to their bishop's authority. If a person's just an internet person saying, oh, I had a dream and Jesus showed me this and you need to pay attention to me, that's very different than a person going to their bishop um, and saying, I think I'm having these things from God. Would you help me look into this and see if it's valid? There are cases where bishops have had to issue public letters saying, don't pay attention to this person. If the person gets a lot of attention and they're drawing people into heresy, if they're forming a little clique around themselves, separate from the diocese and the church, bishops have made statements saying, avoid these people. Uh, They rarely make statements saying, this person's fine. What they may say is, there's been no error in what they're saying so far. Because it's a dangerous thing to say, this person's fine, they're legit, because Two weeks later, they could start coming up with heresy and apocalyptic stuff and causing a lot of fear and then saying, well, the bishop endorsed me. So generally, bishops are cautious about these situations. But I would say the main thing is, have they submitted themselves to the church's scrutiny 
and only spoken after they've gotten the okay from, say, their spiritual director in their diocese. And most people don't go through that process. Most people say, I'm special. God spoke to me. So you all need to hear this and believe it versus submitting it to um, their spiritual director and their bishop. Well, and a lot of times you can see it just from the fruits of what of what comes right. And then, yeah. And I mean, because we also know about the people who are saying God told me to go you know, murder the person over here. And and obviously that wouldn't be of the Lord too. So that would be a real obvious one, but um, it it just, there were just so many, for example, prophecies around the election that, um, you know, people were saying one thing and another thing. And it was, you know, there was a lot of that going on and it was, it was an interesting time, but so many uh, miracles and Holy spirit gifts and everything that are out there right now. It's, there's a lot out there, but you got to know where to go and and how to, so the Holy mother church is who we, we need to really allow to be our guide what i'm hearing Mm -hmm. you say yeah and and like you say if the fruits of it are fear and confusion that's not of god Mm. you know prophecy in in scripture it's not described as being there to just predict the future Mm -hmm. prophecy is there to help people conform themselves to god and have conversion experiences and move the church through time it's not there to just make predictions about the future um, it's about how to live right now, how the church needs to function right now to move into the future. Well, the prophecy is also about telling the truth, right? The, mm-hmm. the truth as in big T truth. So, yeah, yeah. Right. It, up, yeah. it upbuilds and, and, and uh, upbuilds and encourages people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't cause fear and, and right. agitation. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, Adam, we are at the end of the show here, and we are so grateful that you joined us today. There was so much information you gave us, and we just really appreciate it. We've been talking to Adam Bly. He's the author of The Catholic Guide to Miracles, Separating the Authentic from the Counterfeit from Sophia Press. Adam, thank you again for joining us here on Catholic Women Now. Oh, thank you so much, and God bless your listeners. God bless all your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660 online, permarsecurity.com. And you want to take us out on a prayer too? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask you to send forth the Holy Spirit upon us. Instill in us the gifts of wisdom and understanding to help us to discern in these troubling times, to help us to know your way, your truth, and the way that you, and to know you better, Jesus, so that we can know that what we are hearing, what we're receiving, what we're experiencing is of you, Lord Jesus. And Blessed Mother Mary, continue to protect us, wrap your mantle around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is prayed at 5.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., so stay tuned for that. And it's also prayed at 9.30 p.m., and so stay tuned again and pray with us as we do the Rosary. And please consider supporting Iowa Catholic Radio by talking to your employer about an employer match. Matching gifts are available with many organizations, and we'd ask that maybe you look into that for us. And thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Impossible.
Catholic Women Now is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com. Catholic Women Now is also underwritten by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953.